Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Jay's killing it with the intros. Yeah. Holy cow. That is a great intro for the Outer Limits. Holy cow. It? it fits it. It's perfect. I'm going to do that for every show. I'm going to get in that mood. You know what I'm you saying? Should, kind of get you in the man. mood. Ready to oh go. God, Siege. I'm going to buy you a box of chicken wings. That's amazing. <laughs> That's it. You know, before we went live, Jet and I were talking about uh, non-gender binary candy because it is Halloween. <laughs> and I wanted to let all you know that when you go out there, support. Show show to the your you know your trans friends that you are an ally, you know. So listen, no no Mister Good Bars, no Three Musketeers, no Babe Ruth, no Bazooka Joes. You can't even do Jolly Ranchers because the word rancher in there. That's like a you know cis uh, gender affirming uh, type pronoun. We don't want to use rancher. Uh, you could use Skittles because you can catch the rainbow. Right. Uh, you can do M and M's, but you can't do the peanut M and M's because it has all sorts of testicular. Uh, connotations attached to peanuts, so you can only do non-peanut M and M's. Um, anything else, Jet, that we've missed? Well, I just think, like, technically, you would not be able to use uh, Peter Paul mounds or oh, mounds, almond joy, right? Because Almond-Joy. of Peter Peter Paul. Yeah, that's possible. Yes, and uh, anything else? Um, See, are we missing any other candies that, that are... Uh, would you have to be careful of Reese's Pieces because they could uh, misappropriate as racist pieces? R- yes. <laughs> Reese's Pieces. Yes, you can't have that. because That can, that can be misconstrued. Uh, uh, Cracker Jacks are also out of the question. It has Jack in there. You can't do Jack. Uh, well, but that cracker by itself, you can do Cracker, but you can't do Jack. Jacks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what mm-hmm. else? Uh, I think I think we've covered the gambit. Oh, no, Willy Wonka, anything? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, that because that was uh, white supremacy, wasn't it? Yeah, he's a European no. heterosis male. Uh, we don't want him. Okay, kind of, uh, we don't want that. Little strange with kids too. Maybe I don't know. I yeah, don't we can't do uh, Cowboys. Right? We can't do Mars bars either because it has Mars the connotation with Elon Musk, uh, unless. They oh, men from Mars, themselves. women from Venus. Yeah, you can't. No, do- no, no. You, you, it has to be women. Don't count either because what is a woman? I mean, there's no such thing as women. You can have a Uranus bar instead of a Mars bar. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Mars Candy Company 
we are petitioning them to change their name from Mars to Uranus uh, uh, um, Candy Company. Then it will be more gender affirming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to turn uh, this season upside down, isn't it? I think so. I think so. And I think pumpkin spice needs to be changed as well because there's too many connotations with pumpkin spice that it, it, it reeks of white supremacy. Uh, I, I think it should be instead of uh, uh, pumpkin spice, maybe all spice. It sounds like more inclusive because it's all, it's just not limiting to pumpkins. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Uranus bars will be a hot hit uh, instead of Mars bars, especially I, in I, San I, Francisco. I think it'll be a, a so. bestseller. Correct. You know? I do too. Yeah. Folks, you're listening to the Outer Limits. It's the one and only View the Grill Economist, and we have with us the scientist du jour himself, the one and only the incomparable Jet Blake is with us. You can find Jet. He is lurking in the Discord, and if you need to get into the Rogue News Discord, just email CJ, CJ at roguenews.com, CJ at roguenews.com. Jet, you left us on a cliffhanger last week. Why don't you recap a little bit of what you spoke about last week, and and let's delve deep into this man <clears throat> yeah i wanted to uh i gave a, a couple links to to cj and i'll walk him through it when i'm ready for, for the links where he can post it on the screen there's a artist i'm not sure his age he's he's got to be in his late late 60s um patrick hughes and he's uh, very interesting with his artwork. He specializes in, I think he might have invented this, not sure. Uh, reverse spective painting, reverse spective painting. And it's uh, fascinating. His displays and uh, museums in Europe uh, catch a lot of attention from the youth uh, to the elderly. Everyone enjoys his, his displays and his artwork. Um, in, in fact, if I, CJ, if I have you play, do you have one of that, the YouTube videos, uh, the one that says. Yeah, Pat which one you want? The Patrick Hughes. Yep. Did it Here list we go. Yep, let me add it to the stream right now. There, you can look at this, just one of his many paintings. This is like a minute and a half video. Perhaps you've seen this. This might ring a bell. Do you see it moving? Yeah, we can see it moving. Wow. Yeah, so this is this is how his paintings look when you're in the museum and you're moving from left to right. His That's wild, man. Yeah, all this is this is a one-dimensional thing. It's not moving in and of itself. It's just the way he painted it, right? Yeah, this is a flat canvas. But wow, man, that's incredible. The person holding the camera is moving from right to left. And that's what your eyes, that's your brain configures this in 3D, but it's a it's a flat canvas. <laughs> that's amazing. Pretty cool. That's yeah, this, amazing. This happens in real life. This just this isn't a video. God, this is an artist, man. This is an artist. Holy cow. Right. So that, that if you look on YouTube and others, he has hundreds of paintings this is just one that i i picked and, and they all do this but the reason why i wanted to bring this up 
Thanks for um, playing that. It's, uh, it's very fascinating. And uh, again, it, it attracts the very young to the elderly. Everyone enjoys it. And um, it took them many years to develop that painting technique. But what that shows is reality. Reality can shift like that painting based on your perspective and what angle you're viewing, in this case, uh, light, your eyes, your sensory, your light, and your angle of perception, reality change. So if you take the human population, seven plus billion, whatever the number might be, you're going to get all these different realities because human beings are looking at life in real time, really from different angles. Hmm. So is there, let me propose this, that, that painting, one of the many paintings that CJ just had on there, if you had five people and one person's looking at it from the extreme left side, another one the extreme right side, one dead center, and then an individual left and right of dead center, and you ask them to describe the painting, you're going to get five different descriptions. Is anyone wrong? Well, I probably not really, because based on their perspective, they are seeing a different image. All five are seeing a different image. It's the same painting. It's just where they're standing, the light refraction, the way he painted with this reverse perspective. Yeah, there, there's another. That's, yeah, he's uh, describing his uh, artwork there. Wow. And uh, that... 2D canvas becomes 3D because your brain is converting the light waves. Your brain is making it 3D. Yeah. But this is 2D. So I'll see how 2D comes to life because your brain, we're, we live in a holographic universe. So your brain is taking in, inbound data and creates the image. Yeah. So as you move around on his painting, your brain is calculating and creating this 3D image, even though it's a 2D surface. Mm. So we live in a holograph and your brain is processing incoming data and creates the reality. His artwork is able to show that we really live in a holographic uh, universe. So what happens is on this show on Outer Limits and the uh, your network as it grows, Let's say the Rogue News family grows. My show is obviously different than all your other regular guests. Why? It's because how I look at life. I'm looking at life at a, at a particular angle. I might be looking at life where on his paintings, I'm on the extreme left and I'm describing what I see. Someone could be on the extreme right and go, what's Jet Blake talking about? I don't see the same image. So keep that in mind when I... Uh, uh, have these shows and I'm, I'm bringing a perspective. I'm looking at it from a very unique and it's very limited worldwide. There's very few scientists that are trained in field theory. So I have a perspective of field theory and looking at incoming data and processing it. And I see a world unfolding that might be very different than the listening audience and others. And it, it could be so radical where people are going, he's crazy. I mean, I'm looking at the same painting. I don't see anything he sees. Well, why don't you uh, 
gradually come over to my side and get right behind my shoulder and look and see, and you might see what I see, a completely uh, different picture. Now, what I, I think in, in, in life, in paintings like this, it would probably serve you good to canvas many times left or right, not just stay stationary. So for his for his artwork to have the full impact, and there's it's interesting. There's documentaries about his work and uh, cameraman showing um, when his paintings are in display, people are moving around left and right. They're they're rising, <laughs> yeah, walking, ducking. They're interacting with the painting. They're they're not stationary. They're looking right. at it from all angles, each picture before they move on. Um, I, I, I'm afraid that most of society has been trained to be stationary and only look at life in one particular vantage focal point mm. yeah, from left to right and up and down. So I'm out there kind of screaming uh, to the crowd going, Hey, you need, you might want to look at life from this angle. And they're like, no, that's all right. I like my angle. And I'm like, well, you're not seeing what I'm seeing. And they're like, that's all right. I see the painting. And they go, well, there's, you know, that looks completely different over here. They're like, well, I don't care. And I'm like, well, because from the angle of the lens that I look at, uh, the, th there's potential vectors coming to uh, the human race uh, from a scientific perspective that to me is very alarming. And I don't necessarily uh, fear can be leveraged and used by the system engineers to steer the population. I, I, I don't steer anyone and the scientific information isn't, the motive isn't fear to control and steer people, but the information could be concerning. And I think there's a difference between concerning and fear. Concern would be presenting information to where in the general public, you're giving them maybe a heads up. In other words, in, in these Outer Limit shows, I'm basically presenting information saying, this is a possibility. You might want to take some time and take a look and see what you think. And if there's a small percentage of possibility, it might be worth your while to have a contingency, you know, a plan B or C. Because if looking at the painting from this angle at the far left, that does become a reality. Do you have any contingencies where you're prepared for it? And they're like, no, because I was looking at the painting head on or a little bit to the right. And I go, you never looked at it from here on the left? No. Well, you might want to. Well, what happens is usually, you know, you get resistance. You get cat calls and, and trolls because they want to look at a painting head on and they don't want anyone. I don't know why that is. I'm not a psychologist understanding the human framework, but uh, with that being said, if you go back to uh, CJ, the picture of the future map USA and blow it up, uh, that's the, the world. There's a second one that's USA. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Uh, CJ, it looks like we're completely underwater, bro. Uh, well, just, if you, Mississippi. Looks like blow Mississippi. it up. Did we make it, Siege? Did we survive? Uh, we did. We did. We we actually have uh, oh, lakefront property. Yes, see, we finally got lakefront property, brother. Yes. Yay! <laughs> Go ahead, Jed. I'm happy. <laughs> so, the, these are uh, this is speculation, and this is just best guess. So, these are supercomputers that have calculated um, the. Uh, now, what's not speculation 
is the, the information that I bring up that would be rare to find because let's say the system engineers, the, the world conglomerate wouldn't necessarily be upfront with information like this. And th there's many reasons, pros and cons, why they wouldn't let the global population know that there could be a geological event of this magnitude. It's, it's happened in Earth's past, so there's no surprise. The question is, would something like this happen in our lifetime or is it 500, 2,500 years away? The data is indicating that it's very close to happening. It is not 500, 2,500 years away. That it, well, uh, a 98% chance it will happen in, in our lifetime. This is information that I'm privy to and the scientists that I talk with. The, this possibility also explains a lot of, if you just use, um, oh, evidence, public data, circumstantial uh, evidence over the years, this would explain the behavior of governments, uh, corporations. If, if you knew something like this was going to happen, would you spend a lot of time, for example, on infrastructures, bridges and tunnels of surface infrastructure? Well, not really, if you know that a lot of it would be damaged. You would allocate and focus resources on other uh, aspects. Would you care about necessarily balancing budgets and have not, not if you knew something of this nature would be so disruptive and cause a natural reset by itself, you would funnel resources uh, to contend with this event. An indication through forensics, if you look at the, the last 40 years, easily last 40 years, military global behavior, certain key corporations have been behaving as if an event like this is going to happen. That's just the e easiest way of saying this. But um, what what happens is the <clears throat> the planets are definitely the the interior planets are being affected by some type of physic physical anomaly. Historic records, ancient texts, had referred to incidences like this happening. Now, a lot of people it depends how much credence, how much value or worth do you want to put on ancient texts? Is it just fantastical writings? Is it, is it imagination? Did it really exist? That would depend on how much you've studied and your, your perspective. Some people just blow it off as insignificant. I looked at it and spent thousands of hours and uh, have a different view of these ancient texts and what was recorded, experiences that have happened, and connecting it to uh, behavior of ocean temperatures, the volcano activity, the earthquakes, jets, jet, jet stream patterns, and so forth, the composite uh, of data being collected as a group of scientists. Jet, real quick, just to interject you, wasn't there a volcano? I remember reading this about a week last week. Wasn't there a volcano that's been dormant for a while in the United States is just one active? Yeah, there's, there's uh, multiple. There's over uh, 20 to 30. What happens is there's underneath the Earth's surface, there are uh, magma corridors. And there are a lot of these ancient uh, volcanoes that have been dormant sure. for uh, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of years. 
Well, there's more than 20 or 30 uh, that have become active. So what happens is these ancient corridors, so these are like tunnels, pipelines, magma tunnels and pipelines Yeah, were empty. They're all pressurized now. Yep. How in the hell did they get pressurized in the last uh, 20 years? But in- There's in- been a, a rise in, uh, in, in, in within tectonic pressure uh, causing the probably the and that is probably causing a lot of the uh, the magma to be pushed out into these uh, into these magma chambers and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and tubes and stuff. Yeah, so they've become pressurized. So you're seeing these old ancient volcanoes which haven't been active at all, and uh, there's been development and, and all of a sudden now they're starting to rumble and they're being pressurized. Well, what's causing it? Because you have the dynamics of the Earth's core uh, receiving uh, energy. So the energy manifests itself in heat, radiant heat. And then like that lava lamp uh, illustration of last week, you have movement. So you have magma has different viscosities and different um, textural content. You have a glassy magma, you have rocky um, magma, and and, and it's a, a mixture. Well, when it's heating up like the lava lamp and you have movement, then you have pressurization. So Earth, uh, Mars, Venus, the interior planets are being pressurized internally. And then that's working its way to the surface and things jiggle and move. So you'll have a movement in um, oceans, the the ocean floors. Mm -hmm. So you have more uh, uh, new uh, islands appearing or just below the surface. They haven't popped up above ground, but you have magma oozing out rising temperatures it's it's affecting fish marine life and their migration patterns and then you have the um, the seismic uh, activity well if, if you map it then you're seeing activity where basically the various continental plates it, it seems like a phenomenon of an unzipping is occurring so there's they're starting to uh, loosen up, which would make sense if, if the earth expands ever so slightly, then you'll have separation where a lot of these plates are currently touching or rubbing against each other. Mm. So if they, if they expand, then you'll have uh, cracks and you'll have new land masses appearing, new, new islands appearing, and some current land masses might fall below ocean levels and become shallow seas. Yeah. Now, Jeff, let me ask you real quick. You know, we have a, a listener, uh, Gilbert Novak. He's asking a great question. What exactly is heating this magma? That's that's the phenomenon of a, a black black star. Now, mo- most people, most, it depends. If we talk to 99% of the scientists, they'll be like, I'm not familiar with any black stars. There's, there's no indication that it's in our solar system. Well, that's so it's electromagnetically heating the magnet. Yeah, that's that's how everything works. It's oh. it's electro. That's what the difference between field theory and atomic theory. Everything is electromagnetic frequencies. It's perturbation of the etheric field. So um, it's it's depending. Again, when I use this illustration with that artist, it depends where you're looking at this picture. How you're processing data that's exposed to all of us. Now, if 99% of the scientific community in the world are looking at Patrick Hughes painting dead center, 
they're all going to have the same vision. If you have an obscure, very small minority of individuals that are on the far left, they see a different picture. And when you interview them, just because you have a small percentage that have a different view of a picture, those in the middle, 99% of the middle, start laughing and scoffing, going, that, that person's a, a dumbass. We clearly see this. Well, who's in the wrong? Well, technically, it'd be the, the masses because they've never bothered to go to the far left where these rogue scientists are, so to speak, and go, oh, yeah, from this angle, it does look different. And mm-hmm. like, well, that's what we've been trying to tell you. You have to move around. You just can't stay dead center in your reality perception of life and think that that's what the picture's telling you. Have you walked around? Well, not really. Well, then why? You... So that's that's the problem. Everyone's fixated on a certain lens. They're looking at life and processing the data from one perspective only. They're not moving around. We, through field theory, looking through the lens of field theory and uh, from a different angle, see different solar system harmonics. And black stars do, do, do exist. Most solar systems have twin stars. Not necessarily uh, twin stars are the same age or manifesting themselves with the same electromagnetic frequency. It is possible to have one active star like our sun, which has a broad base electromagnetic spectrum, and another star, say its sister or cousin star, uh, has a different life expectancy and is no longer emitting the same broad spectrum, but only emits one. So in, the, in this case, black stars, like I mentioned last week with the black hole, it's e- emitting a sound, but it's far left. It's, you can't, it can't be picked up on current instrumentations. That's why it's called black. It's like a stealth. The ancient texts refer to in symbolic poetry terms, for example, a thief in the night, something that comes in undetected. So uh, the only way to detect its presence would be a very attuned forensic analysis. If you look at what's happening in cores of planets, what would cause that? A black star fits that definition. But uh, when you're a minority and something's not broadcasted, on a, on a major network or a popular social media site, then people dismiss it. Ah, we would have heard about it. NASA would have said something. Oh, are you kidding me, NASA? So th- there's so many people that uh, at, at best, at best, it's just a handful of people that this information might strike a chord. And I, I feel that the, uh, ethically, spiritually, morally, there's at least an obligation, at least the throw this information out and just tell people, you know, this is a possibility. Uh, I would recommend spending some time looking into it. And then you process the data and and do what you may. But what I did is years ago, especially with uh, the physicists that I work with, this data I concluded is highly accurate. So I planned accordingly. And the safest spot, if you blow up that picture, CJ, uh, that... Uh, military analysis and scientific analysis. This, the safest spot is the, uh, let's see, southwest Missouri, northwest Arkansas, right there where they meet Oklahoma. See that area, those three states where Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma meet? Can you move your cursor to... 
I see your yeah. Go go to the where Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma meet with your hand. Right there. See those that area? That's the safest spot in, in North America. That's the thickest uh, portion of the North American tectonic plate. It's the most stable. Um, so not obviously not everyone's going to move there. It's, it's, but uh, there are those who have located there a long time ago, uh, and they're, they're anchored down and they're rooted, rooted there. Another spot, if you back out a little bit in Colorado, would be about where the N is in the I of the United States, the N and I of the United States. So that, that region is basically uh, Denver, Colorado, and east of Denver, Colorado. That's what you're seeing there. So you have uh, uh, areas of Nebraska and Kansas and Oklahoma, northern Texas. Those would be considered uh, safe places as well, Iowa. But and uh, there uh, through there's a great concern of li liquefaction that could take place from the Great Lakes down to Louisiana, and I think you might have liquefaction is meaning that the lakes are emptying themselves into the surrounding well, areas, or it's a soil configuration where through seismic activity it will uh, quickly subside, uh, dissolve, liquefy, and subside and sink. So if you back out a little bit, CJ, and go to the mid, Midwest area, it'll affect portions of Indiana, Illinois, uh, the boot hill of Missouri, Arkansas, down to Louisiana. And what happens is that waterway gets connected. So basically the Great Lakes uh, spill in and follow uh, where the Mississippi and Missouri meet at St. Louis. It comes down and that, see how it's one giant well, waterway, and it kind of cuts the United States in half. At least we get rid of Chicago, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and and LA is gone as well. So I no guess more, there there are some silver linings here, Jet. No more, yeah, White Sox or Cubs fans. So that that's it's a major configuration. Now you, you can look at the East Coast, and you've got the Appalachian Range, which is very uh, thick. It's it's ancient as well. The Appala Appalachians. It's just a, a strategy if you're in that particular landmass uh, when this hits. Uh, so some of the thinking is the Midwest would be safer than there because there's that region, there's more nuclear power plants that could be uh, radioactive because the. And they're old. Those are old nuclear power plants. That yeah, are like strong. if they had problems of cooling and they had yep. meltdowns. Like, then, like uh, Indian Point in New York. Yeah. And and then um, you have, if that portion is kind of isolated, you, you really well, if, don't if, if that If that was nuclear power plant, which is Indian Point in New York, which is right on the Hudson River, that thing goes under the water, I think it should be all right. It'll have a Fukushima-like effect. Yeah, fu fu Fukushima type. So yeah. uh, in, in the United States... Most of the productive farmland would be in the middle section, not not the east coast section. So you, if you're looking at uh, recoveries, you want to look at soil conditions and farmable land. And and if you're kind of isolated, the the middle section is a better place to be than the east coast. There's not much left of the west coast. Look what happens to California, Oregon, Nevada, Utah. 
uh, a, a lot of that becomes because at one point Missouri used to be a shallow sea, and then it mm-hmm. became uh, above sea level. So what happens is the California, Nevada, Utah, parts of Arizona, Oregon, they become shallow seas. Kind of like the, the a lot of the Gulf of Mexico is not very deep. Mm. So uh, there there are a lot of um, wealthy individuals, uh, a lot of corporations, but especially the global military complex. They have mapping. A lot of the, some of their mapping is different than this. This this is just an illustrative. Uh, th- this isn't 100% accurate, but it gives you a mind's eye of the potential of what's can. Well, they're they're already there's legal entities and structures in place that already want to claim new when and if these new land masses appear. Which is that that's a whole nother mm. topic itself. There's there's other journalists who do investigative uh, journalists journalism, and uh, it's interesting. Why why are the these I wouldn't necessarily say secret societies, but the, these groups who've already made legal claims or they're jockeying to position if new land masses appear that they make a legal claim. Like see Atlantis uh, to the right of the East Coast, uh, predicting that that land mass would appear. It's not there now, but see how that land mass, mass would appear? Well, then who would, who would own it? Who would make jurisdictional claim on that? We need to make a move on that, CJ. <laughs> we can get the not the big Atlantis. You see that small Atlantis right there in that, between Florida and the larger mm-hmm. landmass. See, we need to find out what the telemetry is for that, and we'll, we'll, we need right. to open up a an LLC office over there to to, to lay claim to that. There we go. Well, there's people that have already done that. Damn it, Chet! Why didn't you tell me this earlier? And that gets into like Epstein Island groups, and it's really bizarre. A lot of Hollywood characters and Colonel oh, Sanders. Remember Kentucky Fried Chicken? Well, what about Lemuria? Is that still available, or did the Chinese take that? I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> There's a, well, if you if you look uh, at the uh, possible modeling, not to freak people out, but the the other one on the world map, a lot of Europe. They they show Europe the other map there, and you blow it up. For example, look at Europe. There's not much of Europe left. What? Whoa, whoa. See that? Okay, Australia's still around. We'll, we'll have to. Is New, New Zealand looks like it gotten bigger, Jet? C- correct, but like, like, where's Japan? A lot of China's gone. Look at Japan and China. Where is it? Gone. So listen, uh, yeah. we need to go take over New Zealand. It'll be easy. There's more sheep there than people. Hey, Jet, real quick. Uh, Question as it relates to the, uh, the 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 dark star that that's incoming, how does that correlate to to the to pole shift? Because um, you know that's reality well, in terms of what the poles are currently doing. Is it is it because yeah. of that the incoming of that that's creating that, or what, what are your uh, thoughts? Yeah, correct. So if you take uh, if uh, if I had an illustration, like just picture you have a uh, orange or a softball in your hand. In, in front of your face, if, if you take that orange and you tilt it 30 degrees, so let's say uh, you're holding the orange and you tilt it from the 12 o'clock position to 2 o'clock with your wrist. You're holding that softball or orange and you turn it from 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock 
and then back to 12 o'clock. It, it, it looks like that the uh, earth could have a 30 degree shift due to the electromagnetic influence of this black star. So right now, the, the Earth's uh, position is governed by the uh, electromagnetic physics uh, of the Earth. But if you have uh, the, the black star and the sun picture, they're like two magnets. You know, as a kid, if you have two, mag two magnets, if, if you have the positive and negative, close to each other, the, the magnets could potentially uh, pull out of your hands and click, click together. And then it's very difficult to pry them apart. But you could also have the, uh, the positive and positive of the magnets together in any of the phenomenon where you try to push them together and you, you can feel a, a force, a resistance in between the two magnets. And no matter if they're strong enough, no matter how hard you try to get the magnets together, they want to fling apart. Well, you have uh, the electromagnetic influences between the sun and the black star and the earth will be caught between the two. So there's, there's a moment where the earth's configuration as far as its north and south pole will temporarily, very briefly be uh, influenced by the black star more so than our sun. So when that black star exits our solar system, again, this black star is not very big, doesn't have to be, smaller than Philadelphia in the suburbs. But through electromagnetic influences, it definitely will have enough power to tilt the Earth potentially up to 30 degrees in, in a period of one to two weeks. Wow. And then as it exits or slingshots out of our orbit, then the Earth will snap back to its its position based on the sun's electromagnetic uh, influence. But for that two-week period, what happens when the Earth moves from that 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock position back to 12 o'clock? You have the sloshings of the oceans, and that's what they're referring to. But it's not that the Earth is going to, the North Pole is all of a sudden going to become South Pole and vice versa. Not that drastic of a pole shift. Cool. Thanks. I don't know if that helped. Yeah. So uh, what happens is, is, is this a possibility? Well, yes, because militaries think, think so. And since the 80s, they have been preparing with underground facilities, uh, food, power, lighting, supplies, uh, high-speed rail systems to be underground and major depot centers in thicker, more stable crustal areas, such as what I showed the United States and others in Australia and uh, Africa. They, they have these facilities because they anticipate something. Why would they spend all that infrastructure, all, all the, the steel and rebar and the elevator systems and the speed rail while this underground network, if they didn't think that there's a strong possibility? Just, just kind of keep that in mind. The, the other thing is, well, let's say California, for example, Another way of looking at this is if you're born and raised there and uh, it's it's a beautiful area I've visited, I'm not saying like like everyone moved to the Midwest. A, a possibility is you just enjoy life in your family while you can. And if you're in those areas, if this event does happen in our lifetime, then that's when you call it quits. It's meant to be. In this particular 
timeline, this matrix, we're not going to live forever. There's a possibility, if that's a possibility, there's different dynamics that ancient texts talk about. But I'm not saying everyone move. I don't know, 300 plus, 380 million people move in Kansas, Iowa, Missouri, Colorado, Texas, Nebraska, Oklahoma. No, that's not going to happen. People are on the East Coast or in Southern Florida, the West Coast. It just It is what it is. So this isn't fear porn at all. But scientifically speaking, the, the earth will be transformed. It has over the millions and millions of years. It keeps changing. It keeps growing. And this is uh, supercomputers have the ability to forecast potentially this is what future earth will look like. Now, whether we're around to see it or not, I don't know. But I grew up in the Mid Midwest, so I'm comfortable with the, uh, the culture of the Midwest. And I just located into a safer area. I made that personal decision, told my family about it, and uh, they made decisions accordingly. But this is just kind of a heads up. This might help explain the behavior of governments, the behavior of military. And this might also explain why they're, they seem to want to create such chaos on the surface. Why are they attacking the family and community? Uh, how come no one knows what gender they are anymore? And uh, flaming tensions so that everyone's at each other's throat instead of being uh, a united community. It seems like they're deliberately creating as much chaos on the surface to leverage an event like this, maybe to depopulate so that when they come back up from the surface, at that point they can maintain permanently Earth's population and then uh, other technologies, such as uh, where we're headed with 6G. Five, we have 5G rolling out now and then eventually 6G. What, what's that all about? And then we have these injections the last three years. And there's various aspects of these uh, injections. And it's a hot topic. It has been. And it, it continues to be. Uh, or all the lot numbers and all the formulations the same i don't i don't think so the evidence is showing that there's different formulations different lot numbers the, the, what, what's going on there is it a is it depopulation is it a sterilization or is it a way of um, a, a mass experimentation in real time of trying to get uh, a synthetic that's part organic part synthetic and is that synthetic are they trying to configure the sweet spot where you can have part synthetic, part organic, and then that synthetic is linked up to AI in the uh, global telecommunication network. Uh, that's an absolute possibility. Research that uh, I've been studying shows that that technology absolutely could be in full effect between 2030 and 2040, if the world's still here as we know it. They're definitely uh, working towards that ability to where you can have electromagnetic transmission through a 6G system uh, controlled by supercomputers. Because when I mentioned, um, let's see if I can find, it. when I mentioned artificial intelligence, I mean uh, a process of programming computers to make decisions for themselves. And it can be done through methods such as rule-based systems, 
decision trees, genetic algorithms, artificial neural networks, or something called fuzzy logic systems. So AI or supercomputer, whatever type of terms, that's what I'm referring to, to where a, an advanced computer network system through a, a transmission system that consists of, let me think, what are, um, satellite, your land-based towers, um, side link, which is device-device communication. That's the next big thing that's going on right now with uh, 5G. Right now we have early stages of 5G and then it's gonna evolve into 5G advance. And uh, part of the 5G advance is side link where you have device-device communication. You have- Hey Jet, did, did you see this video and I played it last week where people who have been injected by the Jibby Jabber when they got the jibby jab and they died uh, at freshly dug graves, there were people that were out there scanning, and they did this as, as an experiment. Yeah. They went out to these freshly dug graves, Bluetooth. and yes, they, yeah. they the dead bodies were emitting a MAC address. Like, yeah. isn't that crazy? Would that does that play a role into this? Yeah, the, that's the, what I. That's what jab? I. Right, that's what I'm saying. So. This is where this is where I refer back to the beginning of today's show. There's different ways of looking at that painting. So this this is why the show's called Outer Limits. I realize this is very bizarre and, it, and it's alarming, but I also realize this is not going to be a popular show. I'm never going to be the, and it's not meant to be. I know that. It, I'm not. This material can't be popular because the majority of mankind is looking dead center at the painting. And that's where everyone's comfortable, most familiar. That's where all your friends and family are. It's, it's very difficult to leave that group and look at the painting from a different angle. Well, I just happen to be a, a freak, a moron, a lunatic, whatever term you want to use is probably accurate. I'll accept it. Uh, I decided to leave the pack and look at the painting from the far left and I'm startled what I see. And then it's it's up to me to figure, do I keep my mouth shut? Am I nuts? Or do I see this? Or sh should I let the masses looking at the picture dead center? Should I give them a heads up? Something has told me, well, at least give them that opportunity and see if any respond. Otherwise, if they stay dead center looking at the picture, you know, let them be. And that's, that's kind of what I do on this show and on Discord. I I don't push this issue. I just am happy to answer questions or try to explain what we're seeing uh, in the scientific community and in the group uh, that I associate with myself. We're not idiots. I mean, that, as far as academia, we're all summa cum laude, graduate with honors. We have awards and whatever that's worth. So we do have a little credibility there, but um, these these injections, not all the injections were same. They, they had di different uh, lot numbers and there's different aspects of it. Uh, what's interesting is if lettuce, if there's produce, like say uh, lettuce, for example, or cilantro, parsley, 
if there's a bad batch or even go into the dairy products, uh, ice cream or something, if there's a bad batch and there's uh, E. coli, uh, salmonella, listeria, there's a massive recall, isn't there? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, uh, not to pick on any company, but uh, if it's a, a company that makes uh, those bag salads where you can buy the salads with the mixed greens, it's ready to yep. go. Just maybe add dressing and some sunflower seeds, croutons, you're good to go. Or if it's a popular ice cream brand, if there's any contamination, they have a massive recall mm. with a lot numbers and bring it back and you have to get refunded. That, that's over E. coli salmonella listeria, where it was found in the factory or a couple of people got sick with the ice cream or salad, the produce. And yep, I mean, all grocery store. We're here when you, when you have uh, several thousands that have uh, died, even in trials and testing. And then when it's released, there's no recall. There's no, so something's very, very uh, fishing as evidence uh, comes out more and more evidence comes out and there's investigative of the European parliament. And there's, I mean, you know, you know, it's pretty interesting. You know, when you type in uh, uh, um, dead suddenly or suddenly dead into the Google search engine and you could search, you know, suddenly dead 2019, 2020, and you'll see there's no variation in, in <clears throat> excuse me, in the amount of people that have died between 2019 and 2020. Then in 2021, 2022, you see, you know, you type in suddenly dead and all of a sudden, dude, we're at a billion people. Yeah. So I, uh, I mean, I mean, what's going on? And then, so we can see that there's something if there's something not right here, uh, absolutely not right. And then, uh, they, they continue to put it in, uh, the regiment for the, the youth on, a. Yeah, they want to put it into the child scheduling because scheduling. That's it, 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 it uh, relieves them from facing any sort of uh, um, liability. litigation and liability, correct? Yeah, right. So you're like, okay, this... Oh, this nothing to see. I mean, they're just so totally honest, Jed. They're so totally honest. Yeah, so something's something's not right here. When you mentioned uh, uh, these, these videos, I wouldn't put it past... Uh, uh, I haven't... There's not enough time in the day to, to investigate everything, but it wouldn't would not surprise me if there is some type of Wi-Fi signaling uh, with these YouTubers, and because there are certain components of this technology. Remember, uh, DARPA when they sent out these grants, this is a military research center. They wanted a biological cell. C-E-L-L, human cell-based operating system. Well, they got it. And that that's that's what the patents and that's what these major pharmaceutical companies and the chief science officers, the CSOs, that's what they were uh, successful. So evidently they're rolling this out. The batches are different, but some of the batches definitely have components where it's an inorganic merging with <laughs> the organic so that the inorganic can communicate with these various supercomputer AIs, and yep. it's either through device-to-device, uh, -device, your V2X, your vehicle to everything, satellite, uh, drone, cell phone tower. There's different uh, networks to send electromagnetic frequencies that will communicate 
intracellularly with the synthetic part that is trying to merge with the organic cell. Yeah. So it's it's a it's kind of a Borg. It's a transhumanism Borg where you're part human, part uh, synthetic, where uh, the signaling is amplified. And then we several shows, many shows back, we talked about Microsoft with the patents that they have where they're able to use the human body and the cells of the energy to manufacture uh, or mine cryptocurrencies. Yeah, sure. This is all, yeah, this is all interrelated. And what I'm concerned. Hey, Jed, real quick, let me play this video real quick. This kind of connects to what you were talking about. Hey, guys, I have new followers, so this one's for you. Your DNA is made up of 72,000 genome from your mom, 72,000 genome from your dad, equaling 144,000, God's perfect image, a very prominent number in the Bible. Now, these mRNA jibby-jabs have the ability to go into the cell and break through its nucleus and reverse transcribe DNA into your cells. Okay. They are creating cDNA, complementary DNA, which is owned and patentable by these pharmaceutical companies. This mRNA carries instructions, a payload, and it is adding an additional 72,000 genome to your DNA, which would make it 216,000 or 600, three score and six, which is 600 times 60 times six. There's your 666. Now, the initial hokey pokey works as hardware. The secondary hokey pokies work as software. And the graphene oxide works as a conductor for you know, these toxic lipid nanoparticles and the nanotechnology to self-assemble into devices. And they are self-assembling into medical devices inside the body that will read your biometric data and um, also create nanochips that are receiving and outputting information and, and um, generating a MAC address. Anyone who has these jibby jabs, you have a MAC address. You, are, you show up marked as a network on Bluetooth. You can test this for yourself. They also contain DARPA hydrogels, which form crystalline antenna and move in a fractal manner through your brain, making its way to your pineal gland. That same DARPA hydrogel is on the tip of every PCR test. And when you shove that up to your nose, it breaks the mucosa all the way up the top of your nose where it meets your brain. And the DARPA hydrogel goes into your brain. And it also has a payload. We'll stop right there. Jet, yeah. that's a lot of things you were, you were covering for a better part of this year, man. Yeah, and uh, three years ago, oh, yeah. you and I, January of 2022, and then February, March of 2020, yep. um, uh, I had mentioned this. So what the, this young gal, this video, uh, I 100% uh, agree with that. She's uh, saying what we've said for three years now. Uh, words getting out, but there's there's no infrastructure to stop this agenda. There isn't any legal branch, military branch, international court system. Uh, that's stopping this. Uh, there's no trials. There's there's no uh, grievances for the death toll and the irreversible health damage. So this is 
absolutely going full speed ahead and nothing stopping it. That's from a human standpoint. <laughs> That's very concerning. They're uh, definitely what she's describing in this this show. I'm talking about they're merging the physical world with the virtual reality world, and uh, they're introducing these uh, smart glass technology, these implants. You have TouchCast, Microsoft, Qualcomm, big heavy hitters that are they're blending these two worlds. So what I keep screaming at the top of my lungs, even though I'm looking at this Patrick Hughes painting from the far left, everyone that's in the middle, the majority of mankind going, well, this is a neat painting. And I'm yelling, yeah, look at the painting from this angle. It's a different picture. It's when I mentioned the spiritual war, there, the, what I mean by that is the technology is finally advanced enough. The public's not aware of this. You'd really have to read all these white papers and patents. It takes a lot of time, uh, which I've begun that journey over the last three years, way behind, but I'm learning every, every week. Uh, try to give snippets here on the Outer Limits show without freaking the daylights out of people. And I still feel I fail, unfortunately, at that. I'm probably scaring people or they're afraid to listen to the show because it freaks them out. But uh, they have technologies advanced enough where they're actually able to hijack human consciousness. That's have, This is major league stuff now to where uh, you are no longer a free, sovereign, free-willed individual, independent, like we're designed to be. They have technology now where they can co-opt and control the essence of you as a, as a soul, living being, and control your consciousness. Well, that ancient text talk about that's in the territory of being godlike. I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with the, the, the advanced technology is at a point now, and they're starting to roll it out, where they can actually hijack the essence of who I am and claim ownership of me, especially if you have these injections that are identified and patented. They can claim ownership, but now they have technology where they can actually manipulate and control your reality. You're not in control anymore. That's scary as all get out. Um, I, I keep saying the hardest thing on Discord, I talk about this. The hardest thing is for us, let's say in this rogue news community, we're, we're like-minded, at least from this standpoint, that I'm just going to assume this. I'm not, I don't know if this is the case. Let's say we all want to be organic. We want to remain organic and have our original DNA that we were born with, our parents and grandparents and so forth. To, to remain organic is going to be the hardest fight that human has ever had in the history of humanity. It's already started. This war of co-opting our DNA, changing our DNA, controlling our consciousness, and the essence of it's already begun. It's well on its way. And this is the fight of a lifetime. And I think, unfortunately, probably eight, maybe maximum 13%, eight or 13%, if you were to interview them, man in the street would want to remain organic. The rest are absolutely all for this. Uh, they can't wait to get the implants and the smart glass or the smart contacts and be integrated with AI in the metaverse. So that's scary right there. But the 8 to 13%, we're going to have to fight like hell. Sorry to use that expression. I'm just being mild. We're going to have to fight like heck to remain organic. And the system of things 
is going to make it darn near impossible to remain organic. And to remain organic, here's what this is going to look like. We're going to lose everything. We're not going to have access to their banking. We're not going to have access to their entertainment. We're not going to have access to their roads and highway systems, their so-called medical care, allopathy. We're going to be shunned from everything. No pensions. Forget your corporate job. You're on. So we're going to be living kind of like the Amish and Mennonite, off-grid. You're going to have to develop off-grid communities to where you kind of go backwards in time, where you're growing your own food. Uh, you're going to have to worry about sabotage of drones spraying Agent Orange in the middle of the night. So you're going to have to be defensive on how you grow your food and uh, maintain your chickens. They're going to try to claim that all chickens and ducks and geese need to be terminated because there's some type of uh, avian influenza. That's just, so you'll have to hide. It's it's going to be a, a mess. And some of these Hollywood movies have kind of given you a, a heads up of what to look for, but it's not going to be easy. So what we're used to, the conveniences of life, of television, streaming, Netflix, getting your favorite cup of coffee, and those days are gone. And do you really want to live like that? Do you want to have to struggle and be in these off-grid communities for the rest of your life and then raise your children, homeschooled, but learning the trades, the old school trades of that? That's <laughs> So you're going to have I think when push comes to shove, the 13% will eventually whittle down to 2 3% that will be hardcore, raising their kids, homeschooled, have these communities. They'll have to learn strategies to protect their crops from drones and learn how to survive without allopathy medical care and being outside the banking system, not being able to just roll up and get diesel fuel or unleaded. Those days, you know, that's, that's where it's headed. So I went, when I saw this coming, all my technologies have been designed for off-grid living. So I've tuned the air purifying. Oh, let me mention this before we go. Do you know that if you go to mdairenviropure.com, that's really the only dis main distributor I have out of Arizona. They've stepped up to the plate and, and believed in me, uh, Michael and Dion, that mdairenviropure.com. All my air purification technology and the water technology on that website they're tuned at close to eight hertz. These are natural technologies uh, that have uh, ions and the energizing of water that is tuned to the natural human plant animal DNA. And th this, there's, there's so many aspects of this, but the legal system of today's government won't let you publicly discuss this. It's just you're handcuffed, unfortunately. You can maybe hint or allude to it, but you can't make any claims you'd be thrown in a slammer in a heartbeat. But the technologies are designed to aid and tune the natural organic DNA and cell for uh, growth, for healing, for energy. I know it sounds woo-woo, but this, there's, there's thousands of hours, years in the lab. This was designed specifically knowing that the day's coming, the handful that want to remain organic, we're the scientific group to help. We're designing technologies for all those, the small communities, the villages that want to become organic and are forced to be off-grid and are segregated by society and will probably be made fun of, uh, viewed maybe like the Waco, Texas group. Who knows what kind of slander will happen. If you're in that group, I'm one of the scientists that's going to be right there with you. It's kind of like Gilligan's Island. I'm the professor of Gilligan's Island. That's what we're going to have to do. So already communities are developing. There's uh, communication networks being established. 
uh, with these small off-grid. Uh, these are very peaceful communities, so if government's listening. No, it's not to overthrow the government or any of that. These are very uh, peaceful communities, uh, but we're, there's only two directions. You're either going to go full bore in this 6G metaverse where you're part human, part silicon, uh, and, or you're off grid. There's no third choice. There isn't. This this is how serious it's getting, and it's already uh, rolled out. It really goes into high gear by 2030, and by 2040, uh, you're either in these global facilities. You know how Saudi Arabia is building the line, that construction project? They broke ground the line that's real long city. It's like 150 miles long. Yeah. Uh, you're either going to be in a facility like that with headsets and you have limited per permission. No one's ever going to be able to go to the Grand Canyon again. You'll go there virtual reality with goggles, but never in person. You're either going to be in one of those sanctioned cities where you're, you'll born, grow up and die and never leave that line, that city, or you'll be a, a rogue off-grid community trying to survive. That's the only two choices, unfortunately. Oh, we, you know what we did uh, for Rogue News only if, uh, on the website, uh, Rogue News. If you type in Rogue News, uh, whether it's capital R, capital N, one word or two, however you spell it, Rogue News, it's a 10% discount on everything. And if you call Dion, she gives additional discount on the shipping. Oh, nice. Only oh, Rogue wow. News, uh, she, uh, she got in touch with the web designer. It was uh, about 10 days ago, but... I didn't mention I had the retreat, and then you guys wouldn't believe this. The water main burst at my, at my place, and I've, I've been digging for five days, digging up the water line, replacing it. It's, it's been a mess, and I didn't have a chance to mention it. We had the web designers insert that on their Rogue News. That's the only ones that get it uh, for uh, anything that's purchased. I mean, from this aspect, it's a little bit of a sales pitch, but – I've been, guys, you know, I've been shut out. I, I haven't had any grant or funding in over a decade. I am blacklisted. When, when, you, when you resist the system, they crush your balls. You, you are crushed out of existence. I guess they're polite because they haven't put a bullet in your head yet. No, yeah. They haven't, they haven't found a creative way where you can kill yourself. Uh, it's either going to be three inches of water or nail guns. Yeah, yeah, nail, something guns, like that. nail exactly. guns is their is their thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, that'd be good advertisement for nail guns. Yeah. But uh, it's what are you going to do? So I uh, the the air and surface sanitizers and, and and the water structure for organics that that's all I have. That's my gift to humanity. That's you're looking at three and a half million dollars of self funding. I'll never get that money back. I didn't do this for money. I'm going backwards not forwards but just to survive uh they have the ability and the power to make it darn near and impossible and that's where we're at they've crushed us out of existence and i won't talk about this public i can talk to you guys off air i i am very concerned i've i've been in tears because two two of the four of us two are no longer with us i think they, they've been murdered and, and oh my God! Really? There's only two of us left, and we can't finish what we started. These were perfectly men in their early 60s 
zero health problems. Both died within weeks. Massive heart attack. Oh my Found God. slumped over, foaming at the mouth. Wow. Non-smokers, no, all vitamins and minerals, all ate organic, salads, both dead within two weeks. Two of the four of us. We're gone. They, wow. There, I look, look, guys. My days are numbered. There, there's nothing left. I don't know what to do. Uh, so I'm going full out. disclosure uh, to the powers that be. CJ and I do not know Jet Blake. <laughs> we have no idea who he is. Uh, we are CJ and I are also allies. We love Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Um, what what else? CJ? Jeffrey Epstein uh, did kill himself. <laughs> Right. Vote straight Democrat ticket Tuesday next Tuesday. Yeah, I'm voting straight Democrat next week. Yep. Jet exactly. ticket. And you, and you have both you have both those flags flagging in your front yard. Yes, I have I, I have the, the new flag, the, the, the universal flag that has the okay. Black Lives Matter, the Trans Lives Matter, and yes. the rainbow flag all at once, man. And, and I have CNN gonna, Plus as well. And, and has the and mine is modified. It has the furry frills around the entire flag showing support to the furry community. Yeah, so I got all the bases covered. Now here's 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 what happened. I told them the, these other scientists that I work with. One had worked with a, a Venturi system, very ingenious design, and you could hook it up to any uh, gas or diesel car, truck, at an increased fuel f- efficiency. And uh, I said, you, you know, you, that's tricky when you get into anything that uh, increases fuel efficiency or mileage you, you're going to raise eyebrows and then they were working on a uh, let's just say a generator that's above unity you hear the, about those projects and i said look you're gonna have to be very careful on this project because you're stepping on toes of giants that never and they're both dead this is 200 days, a little over 200 days ago. And I, I told them, and I, and I was very concerned about this. The project's dead. It's not going to be completed. I don't have the smarts and intelligence. Uh, I was familiar with what was going on, and we had a lot of, lot, of, lot of discussions. They're gone. That technology went with them. And that's what I firmly believe that's why, because they were very close, and they had working prototypes of a generator above Unity. They don't want that. So uh, the best thing I can do is so far, I guess, air and surface sanitization or an energized water is nothing that's impacting the economic structure. Otherwise, I would have been terminated. I guess they don't care if right now the technology can advance and cannabis plants or tomato plants or uh, a cleaner air and surface environment. Why don't you tell CJ what your water can do to, to plants? In terms of size, and I thought he, quantity. I thought he knew that. See, did you know this? Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Yeah, this, man. Yep. So, uh, and, and what's happened is there, there's, there's a team at the, one of the California universities that I worked with. Uh, this tech, you know, remember I talked about the med beds? Yeah. When this gets so advanced, guys, look, the, 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 the secrets in the water. If, one of the things we're able to do is neutralize water's memory. We're also able to energize water. That's an absolute. A fact. So any organic cell, this is phenomenal. Oxygenates, oxygenates the cell. It 
uh, hydrates this intracellular. So we're talking about the mitochondria, the vesicles, the nucleus, getting uh, water at that level. But then uh, what got Europe's attention with the Max uh, Planck Institute is the fact that this, this water, because it's able to penetrate intracellularly, this is phenomenal as far as getting uh, nutrients. We'll say like nutrients to plants through the root, up, root uptake uh, with the turgo pressure of the cells to get nutrients into the cell. Well, humans, plants, and animals, we got to get nutrients to the cell. So if you take vitamin and mineral supplements, organic, colloidal vitamins and mineral supplements that the body desperately needs or the plant or animal, this is the vehicle that does it. So they were interested in pharmaceutical distribution at an intracellular. Well, yeah, absolutely it does that. This, this is phenomenal. Well, in, in California, they're finding, uh, on a commercial standpoint, let me tell you, this device that was been tested and verified, uh, we were able to turn 15,000 hectare acres in the Middle East back into agrable land. Uh, there's so many things that I could talk about, but I keep quiet, uh, including the United States, uh, production of agriculture. Plants grow faster and the yields are off the chart. One thing that I was concerned about, and I haven't done any studies, for example, in, in cannabis, everything is very potent. So your tomatoes and your green peppers and your, the nutritional value and, and potency is off the charts. It's like they're on steroids, but it's structured water. Well, what, what do you think would happen with a cannabis plant? The attributes are amplified three to fourfold. It's phenomenal. But yeah, I'm I'm not in that industry. But anyone that's in that industry, um, to, to test this, you would be amazed with the results. I'll just leave it at that. Use your own imagination. Well, in, in California, the university—I won't say which one, because it'll be too close to home. On commercial application, you know, when you have like a, a power plant or a chemical industrial plant, uh, over the years you'll have calcifications and, and the pipes close up, and they'll run a camera through there. And if it, if it was a six, eight inch pipe, it's been calcified and maybe the uh, diameter is down to a three or four inch opening. Well, it'd be very expensive to cut up all the piping and have the pipe fitters come in and put in all new pipe. Well, they run this technology through there and in between six and nine months, they run a camera through there, all the calcification's gone. It's dissolved all the uh, buildup and blockage they run a camera through there and the pipes are as if they were 30, 40 years ago. Well, they go, well, could that happen? Could that work with humans that are having clogged arteries? What do you think the answer was? Did we lose everyone? No, I, I have to mute. What was your question? If you, uh, about arteries? Yeah. If it, if it can, un, if it can unclog, calcified yeah. pipes like at a utility power plant and these oh, yeah. then you could uh, you, you could uh, shred the uh the the cholesterol the calcification of your arteries yeah yeah and at 100 success and then they've they've gone from there but uh what happened for what i won't get into the reasons why they didn't understand how the technology uh worked and i didn't want to to d disclose it so i left the group i i have my particular technology i left the group they're still pursuing it but i left and I continued the, the research, uh, and it's phenomenal. I went to a different direction. But it, th this is all uh, not invasive because you're using structured water, energized structured water, and it has phenomenal physical attributes. And it's non-harming. 
there's, there's no rotor rooter, there's no mechanical devices needed to hollow out uh, arteries or veins. This is all done through field theory physics. So it causes no harm, but humans, plants, and animals, it's phenomenal what it does to the they They won't let you see, they won't let, they have the whole global world market angle. They have it such where you cannot get this information out. Otherwise, you get thrown in a slammer because you're either practicing medicine without a license, right? Or you haven't you haven't got, gotten FDA. How do you get FDA approved? That's a white shoe boy club. It's part of the pharmaceutical trillion, multi-trillion dollar conglomerate. You're not going to get in and they squelch any technology that can help common Joe six pack. It's a global syndicate. <laughs> this, this, this is amazing. So I didn't know this as a kid growing up and wanting to be a scientist. I have a chemistry degree specializing in organic chemistry and in environmental science. I didn't know this. I wouldn't have never have done this. I thought, well, okay, if you if you have these certain discoveries, you can bring it to market. You can uh, publish papers. And No, I, I didn't. I was naive. I didn't know that there's roadblocks. And they go, oh, no, you don't. You, you, this this technology is not going to see the day of light or we're not going to let you advertise. We're not going to let you monetize. No, because it's going against our general agenda or it, it can infringe on profits or directions of these major industries. They don't care about humanity. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then I realized, you idiot, you're going up David and Goliath, except for this is the reverse. It's not a happy ending. You, I, you can't do it. Okay, so they, I absolutely got crushed. I guess they're polite enough to let me live. Maybe they like my corny jokes. I don't know. But as far as monetizing, getting the word out and getting people to benefit, I have not been successful at all. I have no way, I have no how, no way, of nothing. I'm, I'm hamstringed. Jet, we're at the end of the show. Uh, any closing arguments? Arguments, I mean, not arguments, but uh, sayings. Statements. Well, I'll just continue in, in the weeks coming. I'll just continue. Uh, there's no question. Human society, the majority are going to go one way. There's no stopping. They're going to be compromised, part organic, part inorganic, and they're going to merge with AI and virtual reality. A very small percentage wants to remain organic. We're going to be outcast, and it's going to be very difficult. I've made my dis decision to be in that small group. I'm a scientist representing that group, trying to bring technologies to them. I won't reach the masses. I realize that. I'll try to help as long as I'm still alive uh, to that small minority. And uh, that's my fate. I guess that's why I'm here on earth at this particular point in time. I wish the majority would respond, It's but it's not going to happen. Um, right. Next week, I'll talk about how 5G is growing, when 6G is going to be rolled out, and there's nothing stopping this agenda. I guess what I can ask you, you don't have to answer now, but ask you, since it's such a small majority that even want to listen to the show or this is having an impact, um, do I keep doing this as, as long as I'm still alive, even though it's a small percentage and leave it at that? Or Yeah, you keep doing this because it spreads, man. It spreads. <clears throat> it, 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 uh, it spreads. So you keep doing it. That's how you get the word out. Well, thanks for having let me have uh, the platform and being part of your network. Otherwise, I've been removed from all their shows. They they've rescinded my invite. I don't have any outlets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that the information is not violent. It's not racist or violent. Or but I'm shut down. I'm like, whoa! I must have hit some nerve. Just talking about that. It's unbelievable. 
You're the only platform that's allowing me to bring out this information in the public airwaves. Can you believe that? I believe it, man. I believe it. Jed, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. And folks, thank you so much for listening in. We'll be back tomorrow on roguenews.com. CJ, take it away. I think he left the bed.